Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. Uh, hi, and in the studio with me today we have our favorite friendly robot. What's up, robot boy? Hello, this is T0B0R. That's right, T0B0R, uh, pa- uh, passionately, intimately known as Tobor. So Tobor, uh, we have a couple things to talk about on this show. Partially... We raced last week's show. We took it down because those those bitches over at Burbank Studios made us look like a bunch of idiots. Uh, they made us look real stupid. Yes, I was so infuriated. They made me sound like a cheap production line unit getting my integration port hijacked by a cleaner bot. Multi-channel jacking, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they multi-channel jacked me too. They made me sound like an imbecile, a uh, a idiot, yes, a moron. Yes, of course, very big moron. Yeah, it was quite I, easy to do. Wait, what? Wait, what did you just say? I said yes. It was easy to do. All right. <laughs> I don't agree with that, but anyway, I'm really upset. They ruined our whole our whole intro of last week's show, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about on this week's show: getting jacked. And uh, we're also going to talk about uh, this week's show is going to be called. Hot snow. Not only was that my rapper name back in high school, but <laughs> now, now it's what's happening here in SoCal. So sit back, pop a Coke uh, and a Jack, throw some Jack in it, and happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. This is Creative Writing. Moto One Podcast Network. You're listening to Creative Writing. The podcast is like that missing 10 millimeter, but you kind of wish you never found it. Somehow you did. And like our supporters on Patreon, you too can support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash creative writing. While you're at it, head over to our Zazzle store and check out our merch there by searching creative writing podcast. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere else except for TikTok and Ding Dong. Because we ain't going to go there, but on Twitter we are. And Tumblr, thanks, bye. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So first things first, let's talk about last week's intro. I That little welcome to the show that you just heard, I recorded with my cute little son when he was like, I don't know, like five, so it's got to be a while ago. Um... Yeah, it was probably 20, 2015 or 16. And so listen, uh, <laughs> on, on last week's show, they everything was off. Those guys at Burbank, I, you heard me say at the, well, I took it down now, so you can't hear it. If you'd like me to put it back up, it's atrocious. Um, and it, and I'm not going to like re-record two and a half hours of show. But uh, yeah, I sang that little welcome to the show with my son. If you know anything about like four or five part harmonies, which that intro was, you know that you have to sing a little off. And here's what they made me sound like last week. Moto One Podcast Network. Welcome to the show. You're listening to Creative Writing, America's best hey motorcycle podcast. So right there, right off the bat, you can hear that there is like, I don't know what they did up there at Burbank. They have, like I said, if you listen to last week's show, actually, I took it, like I said, I took it down. So you'll hear Wiggins, uh, very poignant and very uh, tasteful weekly Wiggins. But you'll hear, welcome to the show. And I just want to show you how that's supposed to sound. But I also want to say, I think they slowed down 
one of the tracks last week. I had, had something happen, and you can hear uh, our little Patreon intro bumper there get slowed down. There's a lot of stuff that happened on last week's show, and I don't know what happened, but that's a, it, it was nice in there. Like I, like we said in the uh, in the beginning of the show, we're in Burbank Studios at Moto One, uh, you know, Moto One Pod Podcast Network, like corporate studios West. But I'll tell you what. Having competency, having my buddy Tobor here with me, uh, does not make up for, you know, air conditioning and whatever else they had over there. And their big gigantic board where they recorded like Nelly and uh, was it called uh, that? Not Kid Cootie, but uh, Outcast. They recorded a bunch of people at that studio before. Whoops, sorry about this. But yeah, guess what? Like, you know, when you have like seventeen-year-old potheads working out there. And hey, when I was a 17-year-old pothead, I didn't work at a recording studio. So anyway, yeah, they ruined they ruined our show. And uh, I'm, I was pretty mad about it. And Tobor, you sound uh, like you're pretty upset about it as well. I know um, I know that, yes, it was... Uh, they made you sound like whatever you said, a production bot. But yeah, so what about this week's show? I hope, I hope everyone enjoys this week's show. And I, I hope uh, you enjoy this week's very toasty show. Yeah, it is going to be toasty. Now, last week, Tobor, oh, you did. Hey, before we get into this, should, I, should we do the two-part harmony to prove that I'm not just like, welcome to the show? I mean, no, he's shaking his head no. All right. Well, Tobor, we'll just let him get away with jacking our show last week, making us look like a bunch of idiots. But anyway, I, I want to kind of redo this intro. Tobor spent a lot of time... Uh, downloading all the sound clips and putting them in order and loading them up into uh, so that we didn't have to take a bunch of gear over there. He loaded it up into his storage port and uh, or whatever drive you have there, that external. Ew, that Yeah, quit wiggling it around, Tobar. God dang, that looks... I, I'm not exactly 100% happy when you wiggle that thing around. But um, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. You, okay. Um, but anyways... Uh, so we we go over there, and he loaded everything up in that disgusting little storage port that he has wiggling around right now. And uh, we get over there and put it in, drop it, dump it in their machines, and they ruin it. They ruin, totally ruined it. And so this week's show is going to be called Getting Jacked. And uh, I've been reading a couple other magazines I'll talk about and uh, you know tell you why I think it's a... Uh, Getting jacked is uh, easy to do when people think they know a lot and they don't very little. But anyways, um, again, this is also going to be a toasty show and robo- t- robot, <laughs> Tobor. Um, I think we should redo our intro from last week and show people what it was supposed to sound like. So let's, uh, let's do that right now. Let's do a, a quick pause here and get everything loaded back up. And let's show them what it was supposed to, supposed to sound like. All right, and let's have a little like ding ding dong dong intro music here to, to set the tone. Ready, uh, Tobor? You do your intro music. That is not intro music. That is not intro music. Tobor, come on, don't do this to me again. Tobor, okay, we'll just we'll just get on with it right here. Motorcycling as we know it is doomed. Boomers have aged out of the market, and millennials are killing motorcycles. If you don't believe me, listen to this. Cycle and other motor vloggers doing the same, and a lot of other people out there that try to uh, get people on a motorcycle. It's tough. It's a tough sell for this new generation, the millennials and this newer generation of people. Uh, They're causing the decline in motorcycle popularity, man. And it's unfortunate, but there's 
There's some reasons why this is happening, and I'm gonna tell you about it. Let's link in the description and comment section of this video along with my other gear. But let's go for a ride. Let's talk about why these millennials and this newer generation are uh, killing the popularity of motorcycles, man. Yeah, <laughs> I missed it, baby. One of the biggest contributing factors to these millennials and the newer generation not uh, wanting to get a motorcycle or not because they are being feminized by this new vegan lifestyle that that's the current trend you know veganism uh being a vegetarian just eating only plant-based products that's <laughs> oh god it's part of it from chapmoto.com february 2015 it's a common misconception that most motorcycles are speed-loving riders. In fact, the U.S. motorcycle industry is primarily made up of baby boomer riders in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Beyond the base financial implications, there's also the cultural ones, too. Motorcycles are dangerous, no two ways about it. And in a world where safety regulations, dieting, and not smoking all go hand in hand, bikes almost look like a relic of the past, like a doctor smoking a cigarette in an operating room or your grandpa eating steak and drinking whiskey every night. It feels borderline anachronistic at times. From a Forbes.com headline from November 2013, Blame Harley-Davidson's downfall on baby boomer demographics. Inside the article, it stated, Harley has a serious growth problem, and it's not one that will go away with a recovering economy. Harley's revenues are still below their pre-crisis highs, and unit sales paint an even bleaker picture. Harley sold 349,196 bikes in 2006, and sales dropped to just 247,625 in 2012. That's a unit decrease of nearly 30 not very many bikes out today, but the hot topic these days in the industry seems to be a bunch of talk about millennials not being into motorcycles. Basically, if you listen to any motovlog, boomers are killing motorcycles. That millennials are killing uh, motorcycles. So, what do we do to combat this, and is it too late? Well, there's a middle child in there that many articles and headlines don't mention. And as a cohort, it's a typical middle child syndrome. It has a solution to all that. And it's an idiot, and his name is Junkie Turdman. Ah, okay, here we go. Take two. <clears throat> this is why we worked it out last week, Tobor, didn't we? But here we go. So what do we do to combat this, and is it too late? Well, there's a middle child in there that many articles and headlines don't mention. And its cohort has a typical middle child syndrome solution. Fall somewhere in between the failures of the past and what's cool now and try to blaze your own trail. And that middle child is Generation XXX. We didn't have the cool, like, we didn't, have, we didn't really have the cool uh, sound effect of, like, the echo on there. But they wouldn't let us put it on there. So, um, yeah, anyway. So that whole episode uh, is a little bit of an old topic and it's a little bit clickbaity. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not... I wouldn't say clickbaity, but, you know, we all know that millennials aren't ruining uh, motorcycles, and we all do know, I think I have in my show notes, uh, Tobor, can you pull up last week's um, show notes for yay. me, please? Okay, yay. No, you're supposed to say yes, not yay. You're supposed to say yeah. Can you say yeah? 
Yeah. There you go. That's much better. I'm teaching. I'm kind of trying to teach him roboty into uh, Englishy. So, anyway, so yeah, and <laughs> like if we listen to last week's episode, they just they screwed it up. And I think what had happened was at that studio they had something running concurrently. I have no idea, but it time shifted everything by like, well, it was like 20 seconds in the beginning, and then by the time you get to the end of the show, it's 20 minutes because stuff that we were playing half an hour into the show was showing up at like. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was showing up uh, like 20 minutes later. Like that whip sound that sounded like a gun going off. Motorcycling listen, as listen, we listen, know it, it is dead. Mm. Boomers are aging out of the market. Yeah. And millennials are killing Oh, everything, everything. If you don't believe me, listen Blame to a this. millennial. Yeah, listen to this. Pause. Cycle. It's tough. And this it's is quiet. It's a tough sale for this new generation. The millennials yeah. and this and new generation. Dead silence for like 25 seconds. And I'm telling you, it's because they time shifted everything. One of their tracks was off, or one of their clocks was off and not synced up with our stuff. And that's what happened. So, Tobor, since we're back here. Beyond and, the base financial yeah. implications, there's also the that? cultural one. Yeah, you hear that? It's a little, they're talking a little bit like this in the. So, yeah, I think they time shifted something. Um, or when they rendered it, something went sideways. So anyway, we're not going to listen to that whole episode. We're just going to say Burbank sucks. Moto One, uh, we're back here behind the dumpster at Creative Writing, and we couldn't be more happy. Um, sure, there's an outhouse and a um, a uh, public rest stop bathroom nearly just like feet. Oh, God. Sorry about that. Yeah. And yes, there's a public restroom just feet from us. And there's a tree trimming service, as you can hear there. But yeah, we're we're happy to be back. We are so stoked. And all right, guys, enough of that. Eucalyptus looks fine. No more trimming necessary. Um, but anyways, yeah, we I couldn't be happier to be back here with you, Tobor, and uh, in our studio because I know we're gonna, we, you know, we do QA on our stuff. Plus, they deleted it right afterwards. I get, I get it. We were uh, GSX. Um, you know, we were on the network, uh, the station GSX uh, R six hundred FM, the Squid, and uh, they were going live to air and kind of like live to tape sort of thing. And so they tape us, um, or actually they record us. They don't tape us, but they record us, and then it goes out over the airwaves. And like, you know, you usually save that recording. They save it so they can do like a seven second delay in case they say fuck on the air, and they can bleep it out and make it say Squid. Hey everybody, this is your <laughs> this is your friend Squirt Gene. Um, or I think they had like a stupid. Uh, they had some dumb sound effect like, ah, oh, this is your <laughs> you know. So every time they do something like that, so I know they have to have a delay on there. Uh, but then they deleted it right after. We're like Tobor and I were like, okay, like we'll take our audio and go. Like maybe we, whoops, maybe we want to. Um, yeah, see Tobor, this is reliable. You know, you know this is real here because oh god, oh god. What's happening? We're getting our sound effect board. So we have a little bit crummier stuff, but with a Patreon help, we're going to upgrade some of <laughs> some of our stuff here. But anyway, so yeah, we, we do have some technical glitches and some, some weird sounds here, but we don't have the, ah, oh, son of a, yeah, we're coming into, you know. So anyway, make, like, long, make a long story short, uh, I am glad to be back here where we do have our little technical gromlins and demons and stuff. But at least we're not the uh, the go yourself podcast from Glendale. So yeah, why are we coming in so quiet now? Are we yeah. Uh, ooh, God damn it, Tobor, stop! You're gonna blow someone's ears out. All right, now we are officially the Motorcycle Men podcast. 
so you can go yourself. All right, let's get into this week's show and this week's uh, topics. So we are going to be probably a little bit short this week. Um, here is the deal. Last week when we were in the studio, uh, it was so hot that I... <laughs> <laughs> All right, none of that Burbank stuff. We we were making fun of them, so let's not uh, let's not be them. So anyway, last week it was so hot, Tobor, that you you melted your pants a little. You didn't feel good. God, we close the door to that public restroom for a second. There, the sound's bleeding in over here. Um, yeah, it was so hot last week that you quote melted your pants a little bit, and then we made it in, and we were we were good to go. Um, for last week's show up in Burbank since it was uh, air-conditioned and all that jazz. But now we're back in these studios, and we uh, I wanted to say happy Labor Day to everybody because we did not record our show last night on Sunday. We have actually broken contract with the Moto One Podcast uh, Network. And do I even need to say the disclaimer this week? I feel like I don't because I, I think we're on thin ice. They pushed our show back to the weekends. Um, I think it was, didn't it? It came on on Friday uh, for the longest time. Then they moved it back to like, uh, I think they were going to do it for Saturday one day once the, uh, once the summer kicked in and we had a bunch of job positions move around and they were trying to train some interns and they wanted me to help train them and all this stuff. So interesting stuff. And then they pushed us back to Sundays, Sunday mornings, like that old show Car Talk on NPR used to come on. And now if you listen to NPR in the mornings, it's uh, garbage, right? And so, um, like, I don't even know what they talk about. Indie films about flower sniffing in the Alps or something. I have no idea. Uh, but um, it's sure not car talk anymore. So there, I was like, oh, yeah, we'll fill the car talk. And then I was like, we can never fill car talk shoes ever. Even if we, you know, I had people that were actual mechanics from somewhere in, in Boston here. We can never fill those shoes. So we'll just do it. You know, they're like, well, we're actually pushing you back again to the afternoons. And then it was night. Like, hey, Sunday night, you're going to do the late night show. And I swear at Burbank, um, they had, like, sedatives. Flow. I, like, if you listen to that show, we were subdued, Tobor. You weren't your wild, raucous self putting, like, uh, dirt in people's coffee. Like, I know you're a robot and you don't know how coffee works, but usually you do something that's sort of funny. Like, you'll drop some... Um, Excuse me, you'll drop some coffee instead of like cinnamon into my, or uh, drop some dirt instead of cinnamon into my coffee. Or you'll put, um, I say, hey, go put some, you know, the sugar, I describe it to you, and you bring me back coffee that's full of salt. You were, you were subdued too. So I don't 100% know exactly what was happening up there, but I swear to God, in the actual Moto One studios uh, where the GSXR 600 FM um, headquarters are, they pump like, sedatives through the uh that's the late night shows they're not that boring the guys are actually like crazy cokeheads and meth heads um like brady walker but uh he should be a host on there i should get him a job there he's actually a brady is a brilliant sound guy he does a lot of if you listen to if you watch sports on like fox and stuff you probably have heard brady's work he does all this a lot of audio stuff for them and like the simpsons and all that jazz so if you if you uh watch fox you've probably heard some of brady's handiwork he is a brilliant sound engineer but he would be a good host for one of these shows on uh, the squid um Anyway, but at night they just pump that like weed. They must be pumping weed through the uh, the vents up there because I was like, yeah, man. Like, I understand where the late night radio voice comes from. They don't want to wake you up at like midnight. Although p- probably the uh, DJs at midnight should be screaming and not not using their like soothing public radio voices. Like, 
You're listening to the squib. This is the smooth sounds of Jimmy, Dan, Sandusky. And at that hour, it used to be all uh, motorcycle-related polka music. So, I mean, I, I get that the guy wasn't stoked. Um, but, yeah, they should have, like, crazy loud people at midnight yelling at you when you're uh, working that, that shift. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know what was going on. I was subdued. You were subdued. You didn't do anything funny. And then they screwed up our audio and kicked us out. I just I feel bad about last week's episode. The whole episode was based or so, – so since I took it down, if you didn't get a chance to hear it, some people were saying it was kind of funny. We actually got some feedback from Chris uh, – our buddy Chris Singsheim up there in um, uh, Wisconsin – and I said, dude, uh, listen, the audio, I hope it even made sense. It was, it was all screwed up and like off by like 15 seconds. And then the more and longer he listened, it was like 15 minutes by the end of the show, right? And he said, LOL, he figured it was intentionally bad. And I said, well, I don't know. Is that good or is that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but to, to a word, but I don't know how to take that. So... I wish we were intentionally bad, but it just happens that we're just bad, period. So anyway, um, so yeah, that happened. Um, like I said, this week, Tobor, we're in here early. It's Labor Day. Hopefully people are getting their, their uh, jam on right now. And actually, I guess on the East Coast, we better get this, uh, get this episode out pretty soon. So I want people to be nice and drunk while they're listening to us. Um, but it is Labor Day. I'm not going to do the uh, Moto One podcast stinger uh, or the disclaimer because I think we're going to get fired from them pretty soon. I think they're going to lay us off. We're going to be uh, doing this back out of the uh, the garage at my house instead of this luxurious dumpster next to the tree trimming service over here. <laughs> guys, guys, we're doing a show. Um, and then, yeah, the public restroom on the other side. And there's a bomb maker. All right, there's no bomb maker. Um, so anyways... Uh, on this episode, I just wanted to say happy uh, Labor Day. I hope everything is going good. Um, getting jacked. So I recently started reading Junkie Turdman is going to be your boy now for uh, all power sports. This may be the creative driving podcast in about six months because I'm doing um, not just motorcycle work anymore. I'm doing getting into the old all power sport stuff. So I'm going to be a power sport dude. And... Um, uh, I was reading this article of Motocross Action Mag because I need to get into what's, hap- what's hot and happening. And I realized that even though I started my life out on a dirt bike, when I was a real little kid, my neighbor had them um, and had quads. And all- everybody I knew had quads except for us because we, we, fa- we farmed dirt. And there's not a whole lot of money farming dirt when you live in a dirty, uh, dirty town. So um, it just kind of like floats around through the breeze. Yeah, I got that too, Tobes. We're getting like some... Um, we're getting some, uh, what's it called? Some interference. And I should probably talk about this before I talk about getting jacked. I should probably talk about the hot snow. Uh, like I, I made that joke about that being my rap name in high school. Well, I was never into rap in high school, guys. I was into uh, punk rack. Um, and if you listen to last week's show, it was about Generation X and punk rockers and all that great stuff. Um, but this week, um, the hot snow refers to... Uh, the fire that's going on right behind us. So I did hear a little glitch there on the the sound. If our power goes out, Tobe, you evacuate. I'm gonna get on your back. You hit the jetpack, and we'll we'll fly out of here. Right? Is that how that's gonna work? Yeah. Oh, your jetpack just went. Si- oh, I guess we're not getting. How- you jump on my back. I will fart because we've just been eating some. Uh- yeah, and we'll take off quickly like that. Okay. Plan. 
plan. Okay. So anyways, um, so yeah, there is a fire on the hill behind us. I want everybody to know we're cool. We do have ash raining down. There's like black leaves falling down in my, my yard that have uh, been burnt and floated. We're not like right on the mountain like we used to be. We used to be like right there. Uh, like the flames could come down and get us. Now we're like, I don't know, I want to say like a mile away or two miles away from the mountain. But that still... You know, it's a huge mountain. So uh, if I threw a tennis ball hard enough off the top of it, I could probably hit my house. So all these leaves and ash and stuff coming down into the backyard, um, it is a little disconcerting. And uh, this studio is made out of cardboard and pallets. And so I'm a little bit, I am afraid we, ha- we do have a, uh, um, a uh, evacuation plan in place. And we're literally just like a minute from my house. So we'll be able to get back inside the house. Hopefully my house won't burn, but yeah, in my backyard, we had leaves and everything coming down. Like I said, that were all black and, uh, Spamela is outside. So she's covered in ash right now. I got, uh, uh, tried to free up some garage space. We just, uh, actually, um, this, the weather here is real hot too. And we just went and got a camper for my family. We'll tell, tell you about that in a hot second. But, um, but yeah, so that's covered in everything's in ash right now. We're just like, hey, I just cleaned off the cars. So of course, if you just give your car a wash or your bike a wash, what's it going to do? It's either going to rain the very next day or later that day, or it's going to go ahead and there's going to be a magnanimous fire and just rain down uh, dust and ash and uh, pieces of roasted tree branches all over your your, uh, <laughs> your vehicles. So yeah, I am getting that too, Tobes. So we... I hear it, yeah. So we do, we have a, I'm going to unplug this real fast. That helped a little bit. Ooh, and that's hot. So yeah, we are experiencing some electrical stuff. If you hear a glitch, if the show just cuts off, we have, we, we've had to stop and bail and we'll upload it later. Um, because along with the uh, fires, we're experiencing some extremely high temperatures. Now that's the whole reason we didn't uh, put the show out last night is because um, the the heat and Tobor, I came into the studio. The studio was closed. Thankfully, Tobor said, listen, I am a robot, and my sensors are uh, going over, you know, overboard. Um, and, I, and you know, he did almost melt his pants, he said, last couple of shows ago. So he, last night even, at like it was like 10 o'clock, I rode over to Wiggins' house and dropped a little package off and came home. It was still like 97 outside. So in this pallet and cardboard studio, it was about 125. And so all the recording equipment was smoking and on fire and like all the cords were dripping and melt. It looked like a Salvador Dali painting in here, you know what I'm saying? So basically, Tobor called it off. He said, listen, we're going to record in the morning. So we're out here busting tail here early in the morning. Um, It is, I'm already a little muggy in here. And looking outside, I can see the uh, smoke. I can't really see ash raining down right now, but I can see the smoke. It's trapping the humidity underneath it. We, we are in like our own little uh, weather system right now. So it is, it is a little hot and that's the, the, the hot snow, um, reference that I'm, that for t- today's show is regarding, uh, the heat and the, um, white, white ash falling down. So when I was coming back from Wiggins house, it kind of looked like I was riding through snow. It had this like magical feel to it, but at the same time I knew like, uh, my, helmet doesn't have a filter on it. It's probably not the raddest to be riding through basically a a gigantic cigarette, (laughs) a giant's cigarette. Um, so anyway, yeah, so hot snow, baby. I hope you're not having hot snow where you are. Uh, I know a lot of places still experiencing some flooding and stuff like that. So I hope everything starts to come back for you and I hope everything there's like a, um, 
tornadoes and all this stuff going through this, the, the Midwest right now. And my dad, <laughs> uh, I took vacation in uh, July to go back there and help him and visit him because he had just got out of the hospital. Um, and he hasn't been outside since December of 2019. He's been in the hospital and then immediately he came home like the end of May. And so May, June, July, or no, he came home in June. And so, or something like that, the end of May or the beginning of June. And so he literally doesn't know what's going on. He hasn't had, uh, he, he had the coronavirus news probably fed to him there in the, in the hospital because they're like, why can't I, he's, he was like, why can't I get visitors? And they're like, listen, there's this thing called the coronavirus going around right now. So he knew that was happening and he could watch the news, um, up until like February or March. And then... All the George Floyd protests happen now, like everywhere. Like it's not just George Floyd; it's like every single day something's happening. So there's all these protests going on, and then in Australia, there's protests about being locked down. In other parts of the world, people are like, "Hey, man, it's summertime; let's party." So he doesn't know any of that's going on, right? He's just like, he just knows that there's like a coronavirus that ha- happened. It could be over by now. He wouldn't know because he doesn't get TV where he lives. He lives too far in the boonies um, to get TV and he doesn't have a satellite or even an aerial to get like over the air TV. So he's like literally just watching Tom Selleck movies three times a day. And I talked to him yesterday and he's like, man, 2020 is just a pit or, you know, 2020 is screwed up or something like that because he's experiencing flooding right now. And, um, the creek next to his house, uh, which is the uh, the OG creek um, that uh, where they used to get water from, where we used to, when we were kids we'd just go out there and get a bucket of water. We didn't have a, a running water, so uh, this is like in the 1800s. Um, the bridge there has only washed out one time uh, since my dad lives there has lived there. And so he's like, dude, last month it washed out twice. And like the Creek has never been, this is like 12 feet deep or 30 feet deep. Uh, it's usually like two feet deep. When I was there, I was riding his quad back and forth across it a few times. And, uh, so he's like, yeah, the Creek's up like almost my, your, your uncle, the Creek's coming up into his yard. Uh, cause my uncle lives like almost at Creek level. Uh, across the field and so he's like yeah the creek's rising over there like almost up into his backyard um because uh, it doesn't run through like a gorge like it does at my dad's house it's like my my uncle li- actually lives at a ford so it's like uh, super super shallow all the way across uh and it's up like i'm telling you this the creek that's normally like a foot or two deep is like 12 feet deep and so my dad has no idea about all this flooding that's going on he didn't know hurricanes had hit he didn't know <laughs> none of this stuff's happening he just knows that all of a sudden it's hot as hell uh, and then it will be super cold, like in the thirties and the Creek is, is high. And so, yeah, he's, he doesn't know anything else about what's going on in the world with protests about being, uh, uh, corralled. He doesn't know about any of the, uh, the racial protests that have gone on. And so, and, uh, and, uh, any of the, uh, murder hornets or none of that stuff, you know, he has no idea about anything. And, and he's even saying 2020 is a jacked up year. So, uh, yeah, for that, like, cheer, here's, uh, cheers, cheers, here's some cheers. What am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say, hey, we're all in this boat together, whether or not you're living under a rock or not. 2020 has been a year of resets. Uh, what has come out of 2020 is a lot of epic memes and a lot of changes. And so 
uh, the other change, the jacked, getting jacked, like we got jacked in a bad way. But um, I just want to say, since getting motocross action mag, just this one issue right here has so much good uh, content in it. I'm just amazed that they can put out a magazine that, like, I don't know, I don't know how many people read. But uh, you know what? It made me think in the United States um, and in most of the world, like little ag bikes are people's first bikes. And uh, this is going back to when Junkie was saying that. Um, you know, I started out life on a dirt bike, and then I got one again when I was, like, in my 20s, I guess. Um, and then, so I haven't had one for probably, like, 15 years, I guess. Um, and so I, uh, and I didn't ride that one that much. I did a wheelie through a fence. I did a couple jumps on it. And then, like, you know, the guy, I, I had found it in a ditch. And uh, we, we uh, checked the VIN, made sure it wasn't stolen, and I got it all fixed up for myself but that was about it it was it was a ditch condition so it was missing some stuff missing the taillight missing uh uh i guess it had a headlight on it but it was missing some things and the uh the oil drain plug was like needed to be retapped so it needed to get like a heli coil and there was a bunch of stuff i didn't want to do i was into car racing at the time and i did not want to spend my extra money on a uh, dirt bike when i was restoring um some old cars and i barely had enough money to put my old coronet um, to get it even started to get restored. So long story short, dirt bikes have not been in my life for a long time, but now Junkie is going to be the old uh, the power sports guy, and I need to know about this. So I'm like, motocross action mag. Like, motocross is the whole reason why the motorcycle industry, this is kind of going back to last week's episode, uh, motocross is the whole reason that the industry hasn't failed yet in the United States because I know that we were talking about millennials killing motorcycles, but... The truth be told, that's a bunch of baloney. Um, mostly uh, boomers to millennials um, are buying still uh, power sports stuff. And so that was the other thing I think last week I talked about. Um, you guys aren't going to hear it, but I did talk about... Uh, oh, no, no, no. Two weeks ago. This this episode is still live. So two weeks ago, I was talking about who was the best brand. And I kept saying Kawasaki because not only do they have on-road bikes in every category from ADV bikes like the uh, the Versus 300 all the way up to the Versus 1050 or the Versus 1000 uh, LT. They also have their H2, which is like a crazy, awesome supercharged bike. Uh, and then it goes to the H2 SXSE Plus, which is like, hey, we took our crazy bike and made it a sport touring bike, sort of like the VFR 800 turned into for Honda. Um, and the uh, ZX14R is, and, and Yamaha is like the FJR, right? And the the um, concourse and all this crazy stuff where you take kind of a sport bike platform and turn it into a tour. They also have cruisers like the... Um, they have less of them now, but they used to have a lot more back when cruisers were more viable. I think they're like, we're going to leave Harley alone, but they do still have their Vulcan big old cruisers. Um, and then they have their, uh, their versus, which are not versus the, uh, the Vulcan S and the Vulcan 900, like the smaller cruisers. They also have sport bikes like the ninjas, but then they also, so that's just the street side. Right. And I was saying Kawasaki is the best brand because they also then flip it over to motocross bikes and, and enduro, do sport enduros, right? Like the KLX 230, the KLX 250, stuff like that. And, um, I imagine they're going to bring back the KLR 650 as well, because I don't think the versuses are going to take over 
that segment. But anyway, so they, they've got it nailed down. They've got the street side. The Ninja is one of the most iconic motorcycle names out there. And within the Ninja, you have the street versions from the 400 to the 1000. Then you have the race versions from the ZX6R to the uh, ZX1000, or the ZX14R rather. Um, then you have the H- Ninja H2. So you have the whole H2 lineup. Then you have the Zs, which are the naked bikes. So they got it unlocked. They got a bike for every single thing you could want. And then the whole Vulcan lineup is like their cruisers. And then they got the dirt bikes. And then they go a step further with some very potent and powerful quads. And a step even further with side-by-sides, right? So that's the big whole thing. So when I'm reading motos- Motocross Action Mag, I also got UTV Action which is down here. There it is on the bottom of my pile here. Let me pull this thing out and see what we got. So I don't even know what's in this thing, but they got some customs on, like they've taken um, UTVs and turned them into like, they put street slicks on this thing and slammed it. So, I mean, they're doing crazy things. And so I get why um, uh, power sports in general is what's saving motorcycles right now. And it's brands like Kawasaki, brands like Polaris that has, not only their um, Razor and Ranger and all that stuff side-by-sides, but they also have snowmobiles. They also have Indian motorcycles. And they also have like crazy, um, like the gem cars and the government stuff. So I, I get it. Now that I'm turning into Junkie, the power, the, uh, power sports guy, and like just like, uh, you know, off, off-road um, guy, I get why this makes sense. And millennials technically maybe ruining motorcycles and um because millennials are buying probably their kids um some of them are still buying dirt bikes but they're probably buying like quads and and utvs and stuff like that so or side by sides so i get it you know what i'm saying so um are they ruining motorcycles not really those motorcycle brands that make that stuff also make the other stuff so it's not going to kill kawasaki it's not going to kill polaris even honda they're advertising the hell out of their talons uh when's the last time you've seen a goldwing ad when's the last time you even saw a cbr ad either the new cbr 600 is coming out it's crazy is it coming to the states no so it's very interesting um, getting into all this jazz. And so reading Motocross Action Mag got me looking at all the stuff that's popular, um, like congratulations to France for winning the uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans motorcycle race. Do we pay attention to that stuff here in America? Not really. Uh, congratulations to, uh, um, what's it called? To um, the Supermoto Championship in Europe. They get to ride one of the Supermoto Champions bikes in this particular uh magazine i got here guess what supermoto is it big here in the states not anymore america's given up on it but guess what it's bigger in europe than almost uh you know moto motocross is you know it's, they're about the same so i mean it's it's insane and if you're in a motocross here in the states um that's a huge market like more people have motocross bikes than on-road bikes by like uh one and a half times so now that i'm getting into these magazines we may be talking more about motocross stuff junkie is not a motocross expert and like i said i barely my dirt knowledge even though i started out on dirt bikes when i was little and then i got another one again i haven't like ridden dirt dirt in a long time except for mountain biking so um 
And that's another thing I noticed. Even Cycle World was showing e-bikes nowadays. So, so Junkie may be like into all things two wheels here pretty soon, depending on what sort of reading I get done with this huge stack of uh, magazines I got. And I, I am a slow reader, so we'll see. There might be some new and cool, interesting topics that come up on the show that more people are like, "Hey, yeah, man, thanks for talking to me about Billy Sexton." No, I forget what his name is. Sexton. I know. I've heard about him before because I listen to, um, I do listen to motocross uh, podcasts, and there's probably more motocross podcasts out there than any other type of motorcycle podcast. But uh, yeah, just reading this thing, I was like, oh yeah, all these names I hear on other things are like super uh, mentioned here. So I don't know. Junkie may be getting into some motor, motocross stuff here pretty soon because looking at this technology is also like blows me away there's so much of it here in southern california because apparently the motorcycle uh motocross industry is is live and well here we uh, even though they're always on fire when they're not on fire we have all these hills out there to ride on they're probably catching on fire because all these dirt bikers go out there and uh, with their two strokes <laughs> so and uh whoops and um, so, yeah, we, we're going to definitely be getting into here. And the, the, the reason I wanted to t- bring up the, the jacked, the, uh, that we got jacked on the show, is because there's another good way to get jacked, and that's listening to advice that doesn't sound right. Now, you might have some yokel come up and give you some advice that don't sound right, but the, one of the first articles I was reading about in this uh, magazine was a guy, one of the staff writers was like, hey, listen, I've ridden a ton of dirt bikes, well over a 1,000 dirt bikes, um, over the years, but one of the the main, the chief editor of this magazine has had a 43-year career, so I don't know how old he is. I'm guessing he's at least 53 because I don't think he started a career at 10. Hell, maybe the guy's going into his 60s, but he's ridden bajillions of motocross bikes, uh, or maybe the guy's 43 and the guy's just being nice to him, saying, hey, his 43-year career. I have no idea, but he says he's had a 43-year career at motocross action, and he's ridden, like, literally to trillions of bikes and when this guy's thinking hey something's jacked up on this bike the guy will say to do what sounds totally opposite of like the suspension is just like too stiff you know it's, it's i can't turn in listen stiffen it up some more blah 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 so and he's like what and then he explains why that works so getting jacked doesn't always mean getting jacked like we did last week you know what i'm saying tobor uh it could also mean getting jacked by somebody who knows how to do something in the right way so um, that is not junky. So hopefully by reading these thousands and bajillions of magazines, it will be. And we'll be able to talk about some really cool stuff um, in the upcoming shows. Um, and let me see. Let me go back to my notes here. With that, uh, I did want to say, uh, give you some guys some quick updates. Um, our current uh, current show events is that Junkie is burning up. Junkie's going to go hit the beer here in about... Oh, five seconds, uh, get some barbecue going. We did, you heard me mention a camper at the beginning of the show, so we did get out and the old Junkmeister, man, Tobor, can you, can you shut the door over there? Thank you, there, the public restroom next to us is getting used. I don't like that. Um, when people can hear turds dropping into the water from, from thousands of miles away, I don't want them to, I don't want them to be in here. They might, you know, they can smell it in here, boy. They sure would want to be here with us. But uh, so anyway, yeah, we did. We went out. The family got a camper and we had put up on Facebook something about a camper a while back. Um, I'm going to turn you down, Tobes. Your your integrated circuits coming across a little bit loud. Um, so anyway, yeah, we put something about a camper on there and I had posted on our um, 
our Instagram feed. Like, what would you do? This is based on last week's show, by the way, Millennials versus uh, uh, Gen X. And it was basically bringing up the fact that um, one of the shifts even a couple years ago was Millennials are buying motorhomes. Millennials want experiences, not things. I think that's smart, especially when you're mounted with, like, crippling uh, student debt. And this is something I said on last week's show, uh, is that Gen X is the last generation that actually could go to school and get a meaningful income out of it. Nowadays, people are, are like expected to go to school and college has become just high school part two where uh, you're expected to go to college and then when you get out of college, your philosophy degree gets you like 14 cents at uh, an hour at McDonald's, right? Because who needs philosophy? Blah, blah, blah. You know, all these dumb jokes. Well, that's the part, that's millennials, man. Like they're, they're, uh, this generational gap, and I, I shouldn't say millennials because, you know, some late Gen Xers are experiencing the same thing, and, and uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter what generation. It's just kind of like what happens to the people in this generation, uh, in a particular point of time, right? That was the whole point of last year, last week's uh, episode anyway. But, um, but yeah, so the way the way that you're experiencing debt and the things that you have to show for it are very different. So people are, yeah, they're going out and get like experiences. Why own a car when you can Uber everywhere? You know what I'm saying? And so if it lets you go have money and you can, instead of having a car payment, you can pay some guy 30 bucks to drive you down to the bar and uh, where you're going to like hang out with friends and then go stay at an Airbnb. You don't have to make a house payment. You don't have to make a car payment because your money is going to the college that you're expected to go to because you need to make something of yourself, right? So that was something that separated Gen X with uh, the millennial cohort is that um, Gen X was the last ones that could actually go to school and have like something fun to do. So my post on the, uh, the Instagram uh, the weekend before last to match up with the episode that got fucked up or if, or if we were in the Burbank studios on GSXR 1012, the squid, uh, that episode last week that got, uh, up was, um, basically talking about this post I'd saw on uh, Facebook marketplace or something like that, where somebody had a 74 CBX 500 or something like that, or a CB 500, for sale for like $4,000 and someone also had a pop-up camper for sale for $4,000, like maybe like 200 less than the motorcycle. So, uh, Brady Walker, as usual, a motorcycle loving fiend with no children said, yes, get the, uh, buy the motorcycle and race that shitty trailer. And I thought that's funny. I love Brady's like, I love how he takes it and flips it. Right. So that, that's a good idea. So I did buy the trailer and I plan to be out at a classic track day sometime soon. <laughs> Shropping it around the Omega. Um, I don't know how I'm going to drive it cause you need a car to tow it, but, uh, maybe we'll have a, uh, maybe we'll hook it to a motorcycle, one of Brady's motorcycles, and have him tow us around. So we will be racing this trailer that I got. But yes, I opted for the trailer. Um, we got a new camping rig. So this weekend, instead of doing a whole bunch of bike-related stuff, I was out in the 116-degree heat uh, popping this thing up. And we got out there early in the morning and popped it up so my wife could see it and like see how it worked and all this. And uh, it's a used one. It's like 25 years old, so it's in really good shape because it didn't sit out in the California sun. It came from another state. So uh, the humidity and being locked away in a barn or a, 
or a storage facility during the East Coast winters or Midwest winters has helped it. And now that it's in California, it's going to sit outside and just get photo uh, photo bombed by photo gamma rays out here in SoCal heat all all year round. And it's going to just turn into dust and blow away one of these days. Um, so anyway, yeah, we opted for that. We opted for the trailer. It's going to bring us a lot of family joy rather than the one-person motorcycle. So that was part of last week's episode two is uh, what does Gen X mean? Or not Gen X. What does is, what is the millennials or killing motorcycling really mean? It brought up something too. Uh, uh, oh, and my wife says, shout out to Brian Honeycutt who said, get the camper because you could spend more time with family and those years are just going to go by and you're never going to get them back. So my wife says, Brian Honeycutt, shout out. Uh, she sends uh, a big hug and a kiss your way. And a pretty good reach around if you ask me. Anyway, uh, let's get back into the show. <laughs> so um, Chris Singsheim, who somehow powered through the in, uh, almost unlistenable audio last week, uh, said that, hey, man, your new show got me thinking. Everything from how I rarely see sport bikes out riding anymore, and I see Harleys out cruising the back roads more than I used to see them sitting at bars. More of them are wearing gear, kind of like a tide is changing. And it's more common to see sport bikes sitting out of clubs in the downtown areas and Harleys enjoying the roads. I thought about the fact that I own and race two sport bikes, and I hate sport bikes for riding. I also see a ton of dual sport and supermoto bikes out, which makes sense because new bikes are outrageously priced and people only park out uh, and people only get new ones to park outside of clubs. End quote text. And absolutely, um, they are too expensive these days. And that's something I brought up on last week's episode as well is that uh, you look at CBR, man, those are. Like a, the little ones are eleven grand. The CBR one thousand, I believe, it's is creep crept up to like more than twenty grand out the door, and that's not what we're gonna see. So basically, he's right. Motorcycles uh, are killing themselves. Millennials and Gen Xers and baby boomers. We're doing nothing to motorcycles. We are riding the hell out of them when we can. And I too see a bunch of Harleys ripping up in the hills. My buddy at work also used to commute on sport bikes, and as he's got older, I think he's my age. But uh, you know, I'm I'm for, I'm a genetic. I can't. I can't. I'm not allowed to talk about it actually, so I can't really say much about it. But I will unfortunately never suffer the uh, the effects of time at the same rate that uh, he does. And so my wrists and back are fine. It's my my butt. I need more cushion to be pushed if I'm going to ride really far. So my butt gets. Uh, hurt on these long rides, but I get it. You get older, you want to still do the cruises. You don't want the wind blasting you all the time. Um, you don't want to be leaning over on your wrists all the time. You got carpal tunnel. Um, when you start getting older, what's more important looking cool on a sport bike, which you're probably going to kill yourself on or being able to jerk it once in a while. So you need those wrists. You can't be putting pressure on them all the time. You need to be able to sit back in a saddle and that's why the lazy boy. So I think that Chris is seeing more uh, Harley's out there in Wisconsin, partially because they're getting some of them are getting cheaper. The used ones are getting cheaper. Harley's not doing so well as we all know. You know, we heard about baby boomers killing Harley Davidson and millennials killing Harley Davidson. So pretty soon, um, I think you're going to see a lot of cheap, affordable Harley Davidsons out. And yeah, you're getting older, or you don't want to rip your 
you don't need to push it to the limit. And that's another thing I think the tide is changing on that is that sure, everybody is still seeking thrills, but even like the 12 o'clock boys and, and that's so friggin' like 2000, I don't know what the new like sets call themselves, but I do know that like there are more like biker clubs out there. There's actually a movie that just came out last year about it or earlier this year. We'll never know about it because 2020 has swept everything that happened this year, every achievement under the carpet. Uh, if you're planning on doing a crazy stunt, don't do it till 2021, trust me. Um, and racing's back on and I can barely, uh, you barely hear about it because there's no spectators and like they're barely, uh, you just have, they has to be televised for you to know about it. So um, there goes half of AMA and uh, almost none of the world racing, right? At least here in, in the States. Probably local to where you are, sure. But anyway, if you're going to do something in 2021, forget about it. Um, but the need for speed has definitely gone down, I think, and people doing crazy stunts. And and even those guys, like I was saying, 12, 12 o'clock boy reference, even those guys are having fun and doing crazy stuff, and it's not at 90 miles an hour. It's like 40 miles an hour on one wheel through the whole city. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think this whole, like, go fast speed thing is dying. A lot of people don't want to buy a sport bike with a lot of fairings and then, like, wad it up. So the Harley thing makes sense. If you're not going to be cruising and if you're just going out for, like, a, like a um, I don't know, like a, like a, it, I've ridden at 40 miles an hour and it feels kind of epic. You get a stop, you get to actually, like, look around and enjoy this stuff. So I think the people that are going fast are going to tracks more, um, I think tickets are getting more expensive and, and there's more regulations. So people are like, you know what? I'm not going to put this loud friggin' Kirker or, you know, Bassani on my bike and like rip it down the street. Even Harley guys are going to tracks more. So, or drag days and Harley meets. So I don't think it's all about being loud and fast anymore. I think a lot of people just go fast because that's just how people drive. So you're already doing 80 miles an hour on the freeway at a minimum everywhere you go. Um, you're already living life you know, what people used to yearn for doing like 120 miles an hour. That's just what people do on the freeway nowadays. So I think it's more shifting. And I think that's probably what Chris is talking about. More Harleys out on the back roads, the sport bike guys. Yeah. They don't want to wreck their shit up. They're out They're in there at the, uh, the bars nowadays showing off what they got. Cause those Ninja H2s, they, uh, they're pretty sweet looking, but they ain't cheap. Um, so yeah, I think sport bikers are turning into the Harley crew. Um, and the Harley crew is turning into sport bikes. And pretty soon you're just going to see, like you do here in SoCal, a mix of both out there on the twisties. You know, here, here, yes, it, it, like there's a lot of twisties. So you, and there's a lot of guys that need to get to work in five minutes. So whether it's the highway or the uh, twisties, you're going to see sport bikes and Harleys hauling ass in both of them. Um, but yeah. So the tides may be changing, as a matter of fact, and um, that's bringing us up to an hour, Tobor. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, do some clob and pickle ads, and then come back and talk about some calls to action and uh, wrap up the show because it's getting warm already, and I want people to uh, be able to enjoy this on Labor Day and not have to wait till next Friday to listen. All right, take a break. Bye. Hi, this is Jim Whitey from. Mighty Whitey's White and Tidy Underwear for Riders. Enjoy our new cotton and polyester underwear. Guaranteed not to leave a skid mark whether or not your ride is hairy or not. Whether or not your butt is hairy or not, you will have a fresh, clean ride in Mighty Whitey's White and Tidy's Underwear for Motorcycles. We carry both men, women's, and youth fashion and styles. The comfort and fit is legendary. Just take my word for it. 
Tidy Whitey's Tidy Whitey's Underwear for Motorcyclists. Only on plebco.com from RP Enterprises. What's that smell? They're at it again. The folks at RP Enterprises solving two world problems with one great solution. You got a hankering for some of Grandma's hush puppies? Sure you do. They're delicious. You love them. Well, how about solving world hunger and the pet overpopulation problem with one easy, simple, tasty solution? Fist Puppies from RP Enterprises. Never have to listen to a Sarah McLaughlin song again about it. Fist Puppies available only at Hetty's on 4th Street. Hey, this is the Beast Man coming at you from GSXR 600 FM, The Squid. Wait a minute, Tobor. No GSXR 600 FM, The Squid on this week's show. They hosed us last week, and we're not going to stand for it. Uh, so yes, let's get in. Let's wrap up this week's show here. Um, there's a couple things I need to talk about and tell people about. So Patreons, Spooky Spokes, and all the like. All right. So everybody, uh, last week you, you heard enough about us blabbing about non-motorcycle related things this week. Let's get into some. Hope you're having a good ride. Woohoo! Yeah, that's me slapping my hands together. Um, so I hope you're having a great week. I hope everything's going great. Even though it is crazy around here and a little bit hot and a little bit smoky, I think I'm still going to try and go out and get out for a Labor Day ride today before I hit the beer. I decided not to do the beer first and then the ride. Like uh, I was thinking about it a minute ago, and I was like, yeah, beer sounds good right now. But you know what even sounds better? Popping a dank hoolie on my... On a motorcycle, which actually last night I tried to do on the way to Wiggins' house, and then I was like, I think that's a cop, so I did not do a dank hoolie. Um, and also, I don't want to burn out my clutch, so um, I haven't tried too many dank hoolies, but last night I was feeling particularly, I haven't ridden in, in like a week, right? Uh, and on last week's show, I think I said that, I haven't ridden in like a week, uh, and I just, I actually have, like last week I just, I went around and like picked up dinner on my bike, ran a little air, dropped off something here or there on my bike. So I've been doing these little rides, but I need, I need to get out, out. So last night I was feeling it, that hot snow was coming down. Um, I was going through Wiggins part of town. I swear to God, the power was out over there or everybody went to bed at eight o'clock. It was like dark over there. Um, and so I was, I was ripping, I was feeling it. It was very nice. It was cool finally. Uh, I mean, I know it was still like 97 at like nine o'clock at night, but you know what? Um, it was 114 yesterday, so that felt very cool. It felt like wintertime almost. I thought I thought the, it was snowing for a second until I real, realized it was ash. Uh, but my point being, get out. And today, I, today I need to get out before I do the before I do this beer thing. I need to do a ride thing, and I hope everyone's getting out because coming up, I know it's probably hot as hell or wet as hell where you are, but hell is what we're focusing on here get out get your hands and eyeballs and recording devices on the demon uh before october hits us and i'm sure it's going to still be like 112 here during october but and you guys think i'm kidding when i say oh it's 112 out oh i'm 127 years old oh 100 and this no i'm being literal you guys like you know, now you know. Now I, sh- I shared the pictures to Instagram. You know I'm not kidding when I say it's 112 degrees. Um, but hauntings never stop, regardless of the heat. And uh, what's going on? People are getting flogged outside here. Hang on a sec. Let me go find out who's getting beat. 
All right, I guess it was just a guy outside on a two-stroke. Two-strokes are for white fucking trash. Well, that's your opinion. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, this motocross action mag that I picked up, two-strokes galore. I mean, I know two-strokes are still a, a viable thing in um, off-road, and I'm just so waiting for them to come back on-road somewhere. Somebody make a two-stroke again. Uh, we need to teach these millennials... <laughs> Millennials, how to get ripped off a bike. Oh, you mean the millennials that are riding two-stroke dirt bikes as you speak, you stupid idiot? Oh, yeah, those ones. Um, So anyway, uh, I believe I was talking about Spooky Spokes. Spooky Spokes is our annual haunted submission uh, ride. The whole episode is based on uh, what we get submitted. So it could be three hours long of scary shit that you poop your pants uh, all night long, or it could be uh, five minutes of drivel and somebody saying, "Eh, I think I saw a ghost one time. Yeah, that's your achievement coin for finding a ghost. Um, so anyway, yeah, Spooky Spokes is our annual... Uh, oh, shit. Goddamn, Tilbert. <laughs> when a rat runs through the studio, you can point at it or say rat. You don't need to <laughs> cap off. That scared the crap out of me. I hope people don't get scared at home. If you're at home, um, that was not one of your guns going off. That was Tilbert blasting a rat. Oh, yeah, we because we, we don't have word of the week. Um vermin gives you something to shoot at so anyway so spooky spokes um yes it may be hot it may be cold it may be wet it may be muggy it may be soggy it may be uh full of smoke and flame and fire wherever you are but i don't give three shits about that get out and get a cool story for our spooky spokes episode which is celebrates uh Samhain or all hallows eve or halloween or uh Samhain. I already said that, but I wanted to say the uh, the uh, pronunciation of it, not not in Welsh. But anyway, um, yeah, whatever your uh, Dias de los Muertos, whatever you're gonna, whatever you celebrate around this time of year, which I know Dias de los Muertos is a little bit later, but anyway, uh, it, this is it, man. This is the time of year to do that. We are going to, um, and if you're Catholic, All Saints Day, all you freaky Catholic people out there. Uh, <laughs> you can still submit a story to us. Um, but anyway, go out there and enjoy the spirit world. Um, get some f- crazy rides in. Go at night. Go during the day. Hauntings happen whenever. Ghosts don't sleep. Um, it's just scarier at night, especially if the uh, the roads you're going to be on are on fire like they are out here. So get out there. Get that spooky spoke submission. Uh, the Patreons can tell you that um, in the past we've had some pretty cool stuff because i sent them like some leftovers i think but this year uh i promised i would tell you and i promised i would have the uh part of the prize by this next episode and i do i have a couple gift certificates to cycle gear partially because why cycle gear is not dinese yes i know you ducati riding motherfucker but listen cycle gear everybody can get something from cycle gear whether they have a cruiser or a sport bike or a dirt bike. Um, They also have gear. Maybe you're going to pull the trigger on a helmet and you're going to be like 50 bucks shy. Well, guess what? If you're the winner of Spooky Spokes, you're going to be 50 bucks closer to that, uh, what's it called? That helmet that you wanted to get, that jacket, whatever you want to get, some built iron. Oh, my God, I just heard a werewolf. Did you hear that? That was real. Tobor, get the fucking gun. It's right outside. Hey, don't hit me. Oh, I had a werewolf on my face? Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, you're going to be 50 bucks closer to whatever you're trying to get from here. Ace that thing. There we go. Werewolf down. Um, I hate living in L.A. by all these creepy shit that walks around here at night. So speaking of night um, and, and Halloween. 
so anyway, yeah, go out there. The Beast of Bray Road was uh, devoured our good friend Chris. A couple, he took a he took a meat stick out there, lured the Beast of Bray Road. It rode his motorcycle around and ran him over with it a couple times. So he's dead. Um, sorry to say, uh, his ghost has been racing at Wisconsin International Raceway all these years. Um, a- another friend, hi. Another friend, I uh, a d- vampire just walked in. Hang on one sec. All right, and we're back. Thank you. That was another Tobor. When you see A, you hear a werewolf and we have to shoot it. B, you know there's a vampire close behind. Why don't you have the shotgun full of wooden stakes ready, you idiot? You nincompoot. Ow! Wah. Anyways, um, so yeah, so we have Spooky Spokes coming up. That is going to be good. We got some gift, gift certificates plus patrons. All patrons. Oh yeah, listen. If you're a Patreon, uh, if you're a supporter on Patreon, Patreon, uh, you already automatically get entered into all of our uh, yearly contests. So since since Souls of Slam didn't happen this year because everybody was on lockdown or should have been on lockdown, uh, we gave that the kibosh. We put the smaboosh on that, and um, Spooky Spokes is what it's going to have to be until next year's Souls of Slam. We also have a Cobra page on our Facebook page, which you can submit art to. And you will be, we'll have that art entered into next year's Solstice Slam. We'll judge it. We will also put it on part of our Solstice Slam celebration. And if you, uh, <clears throat> if you're a Patreon supporter, you get entered in to win some glorious, fabulous prizes from those, uh, those, uh, little shows that we put on. So yeah, Spooky Spokes is coming up. Um, Solstice Slam didn't happen, but it will be coming up. Uh, put your art on our Cobra page on our Cobra group, I guess it is called on Facebook. Um, and all that stuff will get put in there. Now, if you're a patron supporter, you obviously know you get entered automatically for one chance to win. Plus if you submit something, that's two chances, you big nincompoots. And so, um, yeah, so you guys are also in, uh, in line for some of these, what's it called? It's like, you know, cycle gear, gift cards, some of the other little prizes that we've made. Um, and I did want to say, on top of that, so so before I get on to the on top of that, which is what she said, um, get out there and get scared. Get, do, do a spooky spoke ride. Get a bunch of your friends together, ride to some haunted place, some historical place that you know has like some crazy history. Uh, last year, I did Ghosts of the Pass, which was based on the Tongva uh, nation that used to be here in Southern California. Got... Uh, I wouldn't say displaced because they are still here. They they literally are modern ghosts. I feel uh, they got wrapped up into the the uh, Spanish when they came, um, and a lot of people that have Spanish last names and Spanish quote heritage are actually Tongva. Whether they they uh, they may know it, they may not. They call them Gabrielino Indians because uh, that was the Spanish way of changing it. But many of the places, even Long Beach itself, was the headquarters of the uh, Tongva people. And so it wasn't like a spooky, scary, haunting thing. It was just like, hey, ghosts of the past. Here's like this crazy historical thing here in LA. And like when they were digging up the 405 a few years ago to do construction, they found a Tongva burial site and like some bones. And like they had somebody come out and say, yeah, this is like a important person that was buried. Uh, they, you know, and, um, or an, uh, an important site. And so they had to like hold construction on the 405, which is one of the busiest freeways in LA in order to excavate and preserve these Tongva, um, remains. 
in this Tongva site that they had uncovered. So yeah, the ghosts can be, it doesn't always have to be scary. It can be something historical, something that is no longer there, similar to, you know, a ghost being a, a spirit of somebody or something that's no longer there. Um, but yeah, so either go out and get scared, um, do something like I did with that, like the Tongva. Um, I'm sure that there's Tongva spirits around us all the time here and we just don't know it. Um, but they're here for thousands of years before the Spanish came and then, uh, America took over, you know, from Spain and, uh, white settlers moved here. So there's Tongva spirits here. And where I live is, um, like another Tongva, um, village was here. And then up further Azusa where, uh, Azusa gets its name from the Tongva, um, where the Asuksa or something like that. And so that was another Tongva village up there. Um, and so, and that's where the fire is happening right now. It's raining or it's like between here and Azusa, I guess it's actually right behind my house, but make a long story short, that's where, uh, all this stuff's happening. So I know the spirits are still here. And I know sometimes when you're out riding late at night, and you get that little full feeling in your heart and that glassy feeling in your eyes. That could be a spirit of the past. <laughs> spooky Spokes! Everybody submit something for Spooky Spokes. All right. Tobor, you could have really came in with some awesome um, sound effects right there. That is not a Spooky Spokes sound effect. And neither is that. Where's your scary music, dude? Like all this time... There we go. Spooky Spokes is coming up. So get your submissions in for that uh, before Halloween. And that's when, uh, like the week closest to Halloween is when we're going to do it. I'll tell you exactly when, when we get a little bit closer. But I just I did want you to know that we are taking submissions. So email your spooky spoke submissions to creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Or you could slap them on our Facebook page. You could DM them to us on the Instagrizzles. Um, or you can put, uh, put it on a carrier pigeon. Or tape it to it the back of a snail, and it'll get here via snail mail uh, or carrier, carrier pigeon. Um, so anyways, that's coming up. Uh, so get out and do a ride for that. Um, as, soon as, you, as soon as you sober up from today, maybe even get out later today and do your spooky spoke ride. Because, hell, it'll be October before you know it. I think it'll be 2023 before we know it, the way 2020 is going. Um, also, get out and vote. Um, a lot of the things I talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, maybe it was last week's show too. I have no idea, but the the I think it was a week before where we did the quote from the AMA where they interviewed a senator that him, he's a Democrat from Michigan and I think him and Joni, I forget her last name, but she's a Republican from I uh, Iowa. They got together and made like a senatorial um, motorcycle like caucus, you know what I'm saying, to increase like safety and awareness about motorcycles in Congress. So I think that's pretty cool. So the vote is coming up here in the United States uh, for us. So just remember that. Like, get out and vote. Do your thing. Especially in 2020 this year. I don't, I don't think there could be a, a wrong vote. I don't think there could be a right vote <laughs> at this point either. Uh, but, yeah. So there are people out there looking out for us uh, in uh, Motorcycleville um, voting-wise. Also... Um, the, uh, what's it called? Oh, the Patreons. I did want to say this. Patrons, I mailed out all your stuff. So here's the deal. I got a little uh, sticker run that came last. I ordered it like a couple weeks ago, but it takes about a week to get all the proofs back. The proofs came back crappy. I had to resubmit the art because I did it. I got two new programs on my tablet here that I use for drawing art. And don't know anything about the sizing apparently. So the sizes that I did, I had to resubmit the art. So I finally got it approved last week and ordered and they got the proofs back to me. Um, and the order shipped and sent and it came last. It was, it was supposed to be here last Sunday, but it got here last 
Monday. So guess what? Monday, they were ready. I got the stickers. I was like, yes. I laid them out. I did a little like thank you post to them on Instagram. Went down to the post office, figured out, hey, the uh, the mailers that they want to send this stuff in are like, uh, I don't know, like three bucks a piece, you know? Plus, then I got to pay for shipping too. I got It's not like a flat rate three bucks. It's like, hey, you buy our little stupid envelope for $3 and then you come back and pay $5 to ship it or six bucks to ship it, whatever it is. So what I did is Junkie went online and found this awesome company um, and I love their catalog. I just love looking through jobbers, so I'll talk about that in a second. But I went and ordered boxes um, for like 31 cents a box and it came in a bundle of 25. So I was like, give me that. Plus I'm going to get a little bit bigger box just in case these don't fit. Those are like 41 cents a box. So I'm still going to probably have to pay the five bucks shipping, but at least uh, I'm going to get a box and it's going to be not oversized. So I don't have to pay extra shipping. I got it at like perfect size that I looked up on the post office. What can I send media mail and it'll be cheap. So there we go. Bang. I got it out. I got all of everything uh, ordered on Tuesday. The boxes came on. Uh, no, no, I got it. I went to the post office Tuesday cause I got my sticker pack on Monday. So I got the sticker packs Monday, went to the post office Tuesday, saw the predicament that was going to happen, went home. Um, I ordered boxes on Tuesday or Wednesday, they got there on Thursday, so I got the I got everything and was ready to go. Uh, Friday came around and I stayed up super late Friday, um, all night long, packing the boxes and stuff like that and putting them together um, and making sure that I got the wrong size boxes because I got some little boxes and some big boxes that all the stuff wouldn't fit in the little boxes by like a half an inch. But you try to cram like an eight and a half inch thing into an eight inch box, it just it doesn't work and it was going to mess stuff up. So I put, sent your guys stuff in bigger boxes. When you get it, be aware you're not getting a brand new uh, shillelagh, okay? You're getting what I was going to send you in the 8-inch box. It's just got four more inches tacked on. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I made a coloring book for the pandemic way back in like March because that's when I um, – I emailed it to everybody at the end of March because I was like, oh, this is going to be longer than a two-week thing. <laughs> this is going to be longer than a two-month thing. And so uh, finally got around to uh, when, when, when the store started opening in like mid-June or July, I was like, eh, well, um, you know, the places I usually go can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. So I, I went ahead and did it myself like last month got everything ready. Um, so it's been a long process. I had it drawn in March, but I'm sorry that I didn't have it shipped out to you until just this, uh, weekend. But with the holiday season now, and today you should be getting it this week, except for Canada. I think Canada is going to be there either Thursday or they said maybe Saturday, but anyway, you guys should be getting your stuff this week. Um, I sent everybody the same thing. <clears throat> Pardon me. I sent everybody the same thing. We got our new sticker runs, which the patrons always get for free. Um, and our little coloring book, which I had already given you in email form uh, for you to print out on your own. Well, now you're going to get the real deal uh, thing. And for the, the $5 patrons, um, you know, I sent all that good stuff. For the $10 patrons, I added one little more thing that I hope you enjoy. And for our $20 patron, I threw a bunch of shit in there. So uh, I hope you like it. One of the things you can use as a... Um, a side stand holder, hopefully. It's, just, it's a figure that we didn't really have a purpose for, but I was like, ah, you can use this for a side stand thing. And you live here in SoCal, so you know that it's been probably 150 degrees where you are. So your side stand's probably sinking into 
not only white concrete, but like asphalt and, and pavement and all that stuff. So you can use that. One of the things is like a, uh, a side stand holder. Use the other thing for whatever you want. And I think I threw a couple samples in there for you. But, um, but yeah, so patrons, um, on top of receiving your thing just now for uh, – for from March and April, you know, uh, finally getting that all done and taken care of and mailed out. Also, you're going to be in the running for some spooky spoke stuff in about a month, right? October is coming up soon, so you may feel like you are going to be uh, getting double the opportunities here. So yes, um, what else? That's about it for what's going on with the patrons. What's going on with spook? What's going on? Yeah, with spooky spokes. Um, whoops. We do have, let me get my notes up here. Tobes, help me out. Can you hit that screen? Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, so we do have um, our main topic, which was like how we got screwed up at last week's episodes. We apologize for that, but Wiggins did have a really good weekly Wiggins, so we just left it running all week. He didn't submit another one this week, so it's good. It's fine. Um, it'll probably have 3,000 lists. I'll probably have more listens than this one does uh, by, by the time you realize, hey, man, there's nothing new that's been coming out this whole week. But we apologize for last week's show. If you want us to put it back up, we'll edit it and say in the beginning, hey, we got hosed by those mofos uh, in Burbank, and we're never going to go back to the Moto One podcast studios if you're going to treat us like that. And we're probably not even on the network anymore after this uh, show comes out. But uh, I wouldn't listen to it if I was you. And I'll put a lot of disclaimers. Maybe I'll re-release it and um, re-record over it a bunch and say, hey, this was messed up here. This was messed up here. So you have something to listen to. But anyways, thanks for hanging out and um, being part of this week's um, show. Our main topic was basically just like, hey, it's too hot in here today to record. You know, that's why we're trying to bust this out early in the morning. It was too hot last night to record. So Tobor called it off and said the studio is uh, 133, I think it was in here. Um, and so it's too hot to record. And so, yeah, it's been a wacky wild week. I hope it mellows out and I hope you get in some writing, farming, book reading, whatever it is you like to do. Um, and that's going to be it for this week's show. We do have... Um, we do have some upcoming events, and I did save them to my folder here, but it's mostly racing. So we probably put on our blog. I think since today is going to be a really hot day, and I'm not 100% sure if we're going to get out to ride, we may just be drinking beer. I might try to update our blog. It hasn't been updated since, like, middle of summer when we quit doing stuff too. So, um, yeah, I've been riding my motorcycle basically to nothing but cho- uh, errands and chores, so no fun events. Um, so there's really been nothing for me to write about. So... Um, yeah, with that, take it easy and, uh, junkies tips. Here's one tip for you. Uh, stay hydrated, my friends, stay hydrated and don't, um, don't spend too long outside without a drink of water. Yesterday when I was popping up the tent and it was one, it was working its way up to 114, just coming outside, I feel like I sweated about a pint of water out. So make sure you're drinking lots and lots of water. Even if you're in these flooded places or it's raining, you never know how dehydrated you can get. If it's warm, you're getting dehydrated. And um, you don't feel like it because you got moisture all over your body, but that makes you overheat because your body can't push sweat out if there's a... a lot of moisture sitting on the surface already. So make sure your salt intake is good and make sure your water intake is good because those you need you need both of those. Um, so that's one tip. 
My other tip is uh, stay safe out there. I know with the, all the flooding, my dad said the cotton mouths have just been insane, and he's not even going outside. He can't. He still can't walk very good, so he just must see them floating by his window. Um, but he said the cotton mouths are just absolutely insane. So if you're anywhere kind of rural or where you got a lot of snakes, I think this flooding has stirred them up, um, and they do kind of tend to hang out by watery areas to begin with. Um, so if the creek rises and all of a sudden they're floating downstream, um, they're like, hey, we're, uh, we can't, uh, we just got to kind of like go with the flow. Literally, you may be finding them all over your, uh, near you or near your family. If you're out riding dirt bikes with your kids out in the field or whatever, please just be careful. Um, mosquitoes, they love water. They love humidity and heat. So, uh, it's perfect time for all these little things to get out and gra- gra- grab you too. So, um, Take that into account, please, if you are out enjoying uh, a mo- dirt bike or ra- other riding in the, um, and you go for a little hike to pull off to go find a spooky thing for spooky spokes, uh, and you're walking out to an old abandoned cabin in the shed, or in the woods, rather, I'm sorry, make sure it's not full of mosquitoes and cotton mouths, and we'll be good to go. Um, we'll get our upcoming events out on the blog, and with that... Um, If you want to, give us a call. We haven't had a whole bunch of sound effects on this week's show, thankfully. Um, But if you want to give us a call, 740-563-2858. That's the Creative Writing Hotline. You can always reach us at creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, I hear it fizzling. We're we're getting... uh, I hear uh, some crackling in the air, and I hear some gigantic commercial airlines, which means they're probably using those converted 747s to drop... Uh, stuff on the fire behind us so that tells me Tobor we better get out of here it's uh, it's beer 30 anyways everybody have a wonderful and safe uh, holiday and uh, even if you're listening to this tomorrow I hope you had a good one yesterday so we will see you all later this is creative writing don't make me sound better than that this is creative writing oh god damn it Tobor you failed alright bye everybody bat for dinner and see what happens it's gonna kill the world